the culture of the hip hop was very. I thought it was. <laughs> this reminds me of Alex trying to <laughs> relate Naruto and all these things. Like I can, like, I can give you like, I can always, I can relate all these anime to like Bible. You name it. Like, you know, so I feel like I'm doing that too. Hey everyone, welcome to the B Sides. I'm Eric, your host, and today for our guest we have Noel Park. Hey Noel, 안녕하세요. Oh wow, Korean. Wow, <laughs> Noel. To start, I, I want to ask you a quick icebreaker question. So, what is your favorite item that you've bought last year? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things. I mean, we constantly buy, but um, I would say um, the clothes that I bought for my grandparents to be sent back to Korea. Hmm. Oh, that's that. When was the last time you saw your grandparents? Six, seven years. Yeah, okay, it's been wow. a while. And I'm I have sh- yet to see them. So. I'm sure it was a, sp- a special thing to be able to buy that for them. That's great. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Noel. I need something to hog on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, fun icebreaker questions. I've never done this before. Yes. I'm just gonna look at the top, <laughs> top couple of things. All right. So, uh, hey, Noel, what's what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Yeah, this is just this is just her test. It's just to get us comfortable. So yeah, best piece of an advice that was given to mm-hmm. me. <clears throat> Let me think. Sure. To be honest, just on top of my head, um, Rachel O um and uh-huh. I talked about this um after service, but I know it's cliche it's like Bible. Uh-huh. It's from Bible. Um, it's uh, Matthew eleven. It was like. It's basically where before Jesus sends out his disciples to like spread the gospel, like yeah. just right before that, um, it was a verse of be, um, be sly as a serpent and be innocent as a dove. Yeah. And that has been resonating with me for past three, four years. Wow. Yeah. Wait, so you, you knew Rachel three or four years ago? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. No. But you just heard about it. Oh, you just so, remembered about so it. So I, uh, I learned about that verse like three to four years ago. Okay, gotcha, and gotcha. It stuck with me since, but then it got brought up again like today after service when we we're doing the small talk. Uh-huh. And then when you're asking me this question, it's like, oh, yeah. I'm just trying to think. Yeah, but that's the only thing I could think of on top of my so head. So why do you think it got stuck in your heads like that? Um, It could be kind of related to the keyword um, that I'm about to bring probably, but it's like, I don't know. It's like I consider myself as a very paradoxical person mm. in a sense. And then like kingdom of God and just living as a Christian sometimes can feel very paradoxical. Mm. Yeah. But then, you know, like I feel like a lot in the Bible or just in general, like they don't mention that part as much. It's sure. more like, you know, how, you know, not do this or do that, but like you know, God pres- uh, pr- um, proposed like certain ways, right? Like but then strive for, strive for perfection, kind of. Thing. Yeah, yeah, or like yeah, and just like there's like a certain way, but you know, in midst of in that process, in that journey, we meet these gray areas, right? Mm-hmm. That we don't know how to like it's it's not even like clear in the Bible, if that makes sense. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So definitely. yeah, that's why it kind of resonates. That makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. And how, how often do you think you think of that, that, that quote, that verse, I guess. 
Hmm. Um, not too often, but it's just that I think it comes up a lot when sure. I'm interacting with like people. Sure, you just remember it randomly from here. Yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah because, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. So I, I know you've you were having a little bit of a tough time trying to come up with a hot take. That can't be because you don't have a hot take. It's got to just because you, it's been hard to think about one, right? Yeah. So, all right. People really are into the food hot takes. or That's the first ones that come to mind. Do you uh-huh. think there's any food things that you do differently? Like maybe you put orange juice in your cereal or you um, eat your rice with a fork or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Anything you can think of. Food. Food. If not food, and while you're still thinking, I'll... I'll brainstorm some more. Maybe it's uh, um, ooh, something to do with your profession. Maybe something that people mischaracterize about your profession or mm. um, just a misunderstanding that most people have that you are really like adamant against or something like that. Um, tough question, but mm, I can't pinpoint per se, Sure, but it's just more of, I think I always get stuck upon the area of like psychology i guess mm. like just human interaction and like how that kind of plays out yeah. like very for, well I, it's not like i have any certain like hot take on it mm-hmm. but you know the random questions that comes up in my mind or it's like what i observed is like you know and i feel i feel like it could be kind of relevant to christians too because sure. like um uh, let's see. Okay, so ninety nine nine of the times, like you do good to pe- to that person, right? But then sure. one time you mess up, and then people often kind of ju- judge you as like, they oh, like that. I didn't s- see this Noel as this kind of person. Oh, mm-hmm. like and then they get taken back, kind of a thing. Whereas there's like another guy who's Tom, I guess, and then he messes up ninety nine percent. He just jokes that he doesn't give a f. Iron. It's mm-hmm. like that. Sure. But then yeah. one time he cares about it, and then people like often get touched, and they're like, oh wow, like. He has like this kind of um, side of him. Wow, like you know, right, right. But so then, you think people care a little bit more about the 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 outlier sometimes than the the bulk of the personality, I guess. Kinda. Sure. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I don't know why that's going off. Well, good thing this was. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, it's more like you know, Christians. We try to really embody like Christ's teaching in our lifestyle right sure so we become more of a not the latter like the like the front person like where you try to be good um and you have yeah. a lot of these trials but then you mess up and mm. you know but then often the reaction or the response from other people is kind of like oh like yeah I don't know it's just mm. yeah you know what I mean like yeah it's like even Christian or just in social setting too just and I think I've been personally that um, what's the what's the opposite of the latter, um, former? Yeah, former. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've been in that former position hmm. where, you know, I always try to kept up certain image. I guess like back when I was young, but then you know how I get perceived sometimes when I do make mistakes and all that. You know, like that's kind of the response that I have observed. I guess so. It's just, I mean, it's very, it's not too like, it's just interesting, like yeah. how yeah. human psychology works, you know. So, 
Do you feel that weight on you to not have that one instance where you mess up then? Or do you think that's kind of just a subconscious thing? And if it happens, it happens. Hmm. I think until like graduation of college, mm -hmm. I had a kind of a absurd expectation of myself and like a standard, I guess, sure. to keep basically. But um, after college, um, um, like, I mean, people know who knows about it, knows it. Like, I've wandered for past two years. Like, mm -hmm. I've, I don't know what's the right term, de-churched or like, I start not going to church. Um, and I was just like very in a spiritual amnesia, like, didn't want to believe in God, like, just rebellious and all that stuff. And then I came back. And then through that two, three years, I think I've gone through a time of deconstruction. Hmm. So I think a lot of that kind of lessened, definitely. But it's like something I, I feel like I still try to, well, at least now I'm trying to be very honest about it. And like one of the kind of like model that I have right now, like or past like year or so, is like be like, I want to be honest about my unbelief. Hmm. Yeah, unbelief. Sure. Because sure. I think a lot of the sense, like a lot of these things, it comes from place of unbelief, basically. Yeah, like not being able to trust God. So, yeah. Right. And I think just being able to take a really good look and un try to un really understand things is is probably really going to, I guess, help you. And, and I'm sure that's been your walk for the past couple of years or so, as, as you've been saying. What what brought you back to the church then if you were deterred for so long? Hmm. Uh, let me see. So I started coming out to CCPC, and that's okay. Well, I tried at KCPC for a month and a half, KM, mm -hmm. interestingly, because I had a connection there, but um, didn't find it right there. Sure. But um, the question was, what brought me back? Right. Right. Because for, for my opinion, right, for the way I can see it, you were kind of didn't want to have anything to do with church at the time. Mm. So then you coming back without someone specifically bringing you is is interesting to me, right? Like mm. what, what brought that heart change about? Mm. Mm. I think it's very multi-component for sure. Like there's a lot of different reasons that gets mixed up. But um, one thing is, um, very few people who did not give up on me through those past two years because I, um, like I pushed out like literally everyone. Um, like there were good moments of like six months to like a year that I just cut it out all the social like kind of relationship. Like it's because a lot of my main community and people are up in Jersey because I went to school in Jersey, but you know, Virginia is where I originally started. Um attending right so sure. that and also just like definitely like i think it's just like a search for an answer mm -hmm. yeah search for an answer and also this was the place that i was most familiar with right definitely yeah so yeah so it's, it was it's been a very interesting transition and i'm still in that process of the construction and reconstruction i guess sure. so yeah 
getting that understanding. Because mm-hmm. I, I noticed when I looked through your, your Facebook, which don't mind me, but no, okay. <laughs> I you had a lot of articles from Desiring God, a lot of Christian art, literature, right? So when you're thinking, well, going back and looking through all those times, what do you think was the draw for you then of looking through and reading all this art literature? And what do you think changed between then to kind of, I don't know, not, not push it out because I'm sure you're still interested, but have that mindset change? Mm. Um, I think it's like theory versus reality, I guess. Mm. And, you know, as if in a community setting or between friends, like you say, oh, like, what do you think like you would do if you had like millions of dollars? Or like, you know, these questions like, what if, what if, what if, right? And then we always like come up with, oh, I think I would do this. Like, you know, that's theoretical. Sure. But, but when, when it really happens. Right? Yeah. What? Yeah. And um, I mean, I already shared like back in like retreat and stuff like that too. But like, because I have experienced like, seasonal like ongoing like recurrent depressions and all that like that kind of really makes you experience that total depravity and show how fickle you can be like your emotions your thoughts like sometimes it it does literally make you feel very like lunatic like you feel like an insane person like when you're in that deep like like bad like position right Mm -hmm. Yeah, so when I faced that a lot this past two years, it, yeah, like those, these words of, like from, like, you know, desiring God, blah, 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 like all these things. Yeah, like it makes sense in my head, but then my heart's, like, my heart cannot fully understand it. And that, and I'm pretty, like, particular about, like, word and definition. Mm hmm. And I think the always the idea or like that word of do you know, like not know, like that knowledge. Mm-hmm. If I just know it with my head, but if I can't act it out, like do I can I truly say that I know the truth? Like I know this, you know. So yeah, like I think that's always been uh I'm a l I'm a little like derailing from the question. No, but, no, definitely. Not. Yeah. So on this path of knowing, right, yeah. as opposed to knowing, quote unquote, do you think you've gotten better at that and at having that um, full understanding of these things? Or do you think it's still been a really big struggle trying to get to that point? Hmm. Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I would say, I don't know about the progress exactly. I think my direction is better. Hmm. Um, if I were to elaborate on that, you know, it's going back to the question of like the unbelief. Like, and I think a lot of the things that I thought I knew, like with like theology and like all these, oh, like in this setting, like as a Christian, I should do this, blah, 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 la, la, la. Like when I'm faced with the reality and like, you know, experiencing my own hypocrisy and just like sinfulness and just know just these daily lives of just struggles you know like wow like that i thought i knew to a certain level but it's not really that i knew you know like it's just the level of that knowledge the depth of knowledge like definitely changed a lot sure so yeah so 
I yeah, that's why I say direction wise, like I think I'm able to identify and spot now that oh, like I yeah, I think that indication of um mind to heart, like if those are not connected, sure. like I know that I don't have that depth of knowledge. If right. that makes sense. Right. So like yeah. a lot of them right now is like head knowledge right now. But if I'm not convinced, like my heart, and if it does not lead to an action, mm-hmm. then yeah, like I am careful to say like, oh, like I know, like, you know. Sure, sure. So what do you know right now? And besides the sky is blue, things like that. What are the truths that you hold evident to yourself? And just be honest about this one. Mm. Hmm. Let's go to truths about yourself. What do you know about yourself? What do I know about myself? I am very fickle. Mm. I am very unreliable. Like your, like the, it's like the Bible verse, like your heart is deceitful above all things. Like that I can really agree upon. Yeah. And Yeah, I think that's, and to be honest, yeah, like, I know, see, even, like, this, that word, no, gets thrown a lot, a lot, like, sure. even by myself, but I think it will, <sighs> yeah, I think I'm just a lot of, it's a lot of things, like, I, I feel like it's very superficial that, mm-hmm. that my depth of knowledge, mm-hmm. you know, like, I, I, like, let's see, it kind of relates to my personality, I guess, too, because like I've always been kind of like well round. <laughs> That's not the right word, but like my interest has been always been dispersed. Like sure, and like my talents and stuff like that. Like whenever you take like those tests for like oh like what do you excel in like in this area like art like you know I don't know just like all these things. Um, I was always like round ball kind of a mm-hmm. thing. Like I don't mm-hmm. excel at particular things. But my interest is that, like, you know, like, for even for music, like, I love jazz. Um, I've been getting into, like, classic music. It's like, oh, it's been, like, giving me a lot of joy. Um, but then, like, hip-hop, hmm. Korean hip-hop, um, pop, you know, I just, like, I listen to everything, right? So, and that, um, yeah, that idea or, like, that's kind of prevalent in my life, like, with everything. So, yeah. So, it only gets deeper and deeper. So, but sure. I can't really gauge, like, Oh, like I know this much because like this world is so infinitely big, and like I am like I'm more humbled and and careful to say that oh, like I know this much, you know. Sure, sure. So I guess more so than you knowing any specific thing, your knowledge is that you don't really fully know almost anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So sense. that relative knowledge, then, what do you think has taken? precedence over another press of another area so um may, might not be full knowledge or something but might be more of an understanding of this means more than this hmm. um can you give me like just like a brief example man that's i i gave you a tough question because i don't even know <laughs> <laughs> myself uh let's see so um i know that 
loving people is more is better than serving people for example let's just say giving uh, just yeah really ran, random rudimentary example for that mm-hmm. um you know that um being with people is better than um talking ah uh, so okay in that relative sure okay. Mm. Yeah, I'm throwing you some hardball questions. I did not expect to do that. I'm sorry. I know, sorry. <laughs> I, I've, I brought myself into this, so it makes sense. But at the same time, I love like kind of digging in. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So relative. Um, I I would say definitely being surrounded by people is better than being alone. Sure. <laughs> That's like. I guess unchanging truth, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and then what about what about what just what are things you enjoy right now? What do I uh things that I enjoy? Hmm. I that, enjoy climbing. I enjoy playing League of Legends. Mm-hmm. I enjoy doing these podcasts with people. I enjoy um intentional like communications with people definitely mm-hmm. like this yeah um and yeah like i've definitely always have been into more of like these kind of deep talks and all that but i never liked like superficial talks as much mm. that for sure i enjoy <laughs> it's funny because i graduated from like farm school and like you know all like these scientific degrees and whatnot but like my all my current interest and what I really enjoy and love is singing, um, dancing, writing, like journaling, um, and like fashions, like or like these kind of like fashions, interior designs, like all these sure, kind of like sure. it's, yeah. it's all some form of art, art. basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I enjoy. So, bringing that into that the question I like to give: Do mm-hmm. you have three nouns that you like to use to describe yourself? Would you write this down? Oh, I did write this down. Um, (laughs) Let me see. I had a very big dilemma of choosing those three. Yeah. Um, Let me see. Right after this, I'll get into some questions. But yeah. Um, First one, I would say culture collage. Collage. Yeah. Culture collage. Yeah, we're more collage. Um, And second one was hard. I had to either choose from. Actually, you can help me with that, maybe. Sure. Either Paradox, Jekyll and Hyde, Ooh. or D- Ditto. Oh, wow. The Ditto is like Pokemon. Pokemon, yeah. yeah. Um, and then last one is um, ISFJ, the Defender. Okay. It's like yeah. MBTI, yeah, yeah, the Myers-Briggs. Yeah. Sure. I think a lot of people could relate to those. Mm-hmm. I, I would say Jekyll and Hyde sounds the coolest, so you want to just go with that? <laughs> sure. Okay, why not? Yeah. It's like the attention grabber war, sure, right? Sure. So I... Going to that collage, culture collage thing, I'm assuming you mean your identity, like Korean-American identity kind of, and among other things, I'm sure you, you went to school in New Jersey, moving back to Virginia, culture clash, right? A lot of, yeah. Yeah. So what do you think, why do you think that it, uh, embodies you as a person? Embodies me as a person. Yeah. Um, I was thinking... Or like, what struggles do you think you go with that too? Just anything that, yeah. Um, Definitely... Finding my niche or places that I feel like at home because, yeah, I mean, I kind of had to like sit down and think about it, right? Like, why do I feel this way, you know, and all that? But then, you know, 
like I'm born out of my dad is a Buddhist, Buddhist, and my mom is a non-Christian, non-Christian family, Korean household. Um, and then I got, I started attending church like back in tenth grade or yeah, eleventh grade. Um, she's Madison. Woo. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was raised up in a white Presbyterian church, um, VPC near here. Yeah, as an infant in faith, mm-hmm. and I started attending second generation Korean American. Like EM Presbyterian Church, and then I had a brief transition going to like, like straight up KM style. Mm. Like, um, and then I started learning how to like pray in like Korean and like you know like just like engaging with like a Korean Bible too. So right. like that was very interesting too. And then you know, and another transition to with the latest church that I was attending was um, what was it? Oh yeah, it was a Reformed church, mm-hmm. and their denomination was like CRC. Um, that had a interesting, interesting mixture of KM and EM. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that church had both, but then it was very intricately. Yeah. Like, like the pastor would basically speak out like, yeah, like, like to the second generation. Yeah. But and then at the same time, these second generations, like they kind of enjoy it or they kind of appreciate it. Like it's very weird. Yeah. So yeah. Like interesting. Kind of so um, uh, beyond the, Cultural church differences. What do you have any other? Oh yeah, collages. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I forgot to say. Um, definitely, I think I have a strong um, one point five generation. Um, mm-hmm. like that feel because I don't feel like I belong to either. Like, definitely not first gen. Um, definitely not second gen. But like, I'm like exactly in the middle. I feel like almost. Um, and then you know, as I said, like. I graduated, like, what I studied and, like, what my life was kind of geared towards, like, it's PharmD, like, scientific, all this, like, past six years. But then, like, I'm just learning more and more, like, my interest and what I am passionate about and what I enjoy is, like, just all these forms of art. Like, you know, I, what is it? Yeah, back in James Madison High School and when I went to VPC, the church, like, I was part of the school choir, uh, school choir, church choir, um, and I was a priest leader at the time there too. Um, and then dance. And I started breakdancing back in um, high school. And then I joined a Christian dance ministry called Reach. Hmm. And I served there. Well, I was part of it for like, yeah, basically like five years there. Yeah. Sure, sure. All my whole college years. And then, and yeah, in this writing, just journaling and like, I like poems, like that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, would you say that, wait, was it breakdance or b-boy that you're into? Uh, they're basically the, um, basically the yeah, same. Yeah, the same. Yeah, okay. b-boy, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what got you into b-boy in the first place? Uh, um, I mean, it relates to basically like how I started going to church and all that. Um, but basically, um, sophomore year, I started feeling very empty and felt purposeless. Like, I think sophomore year of high school is when my identity kind of started forming. Like, mm-hmm. I, I started to, like, think about myself. And, you know, when your identity forms, like, these existential questions comes. Like, you know, like, and, like, no, I'm came from Korea and, like, you know, I'm studying abroad here, um, sacrificing a lot of things. And, yeah, it just came down to a question of, like, why am I doing this? Like, I don't feel happy like my family's not happy and we sacrifice so much for what? Like mm. this doesn't make us happy, but why are we 
like striving so hard and like and trying to get this American dream, whatever the thing is, you know, when I right now, like I just don't feel happy and I don't feel purposeful, if that makes sense. So, you know, when your like core is that empty, like you want to fill up with something. And, you know, back in high school or middle school, you want to be cool and you want something to make you stand out, basically percent. And that's why I started with choir, like start joining choir because I was always interested in singing. Sure. And then like I was always in- interested in dancing and you know, I went to middle school in Korea, right? Back in the time, that was the start of the <laughs> shout out to Andy Han, but <laughs> K-pop. Like ah. that's where all the SNSD Shonyeshide like G like that's when it popped off and that was like a golden era like when it's like started booming up and mm-hmm. I was literally there. So no, I got influenced by that too, probably. So like, oh wow, like these performances and all that. So, yeah. Why do you think you enjoy it? Or I don't know if you still b-boy breakdowns to this day, but why do you think, at least in the past, that you enjoyed it so much? And what benefits did it give you? It's that's interesting because I yeah I still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I thought there was a moment or there was a phase time period where i thought oh it's like this kind of period is over kind of a thing but um now even still now like it's still ingrained in me so and could you remind me the question again sorry uh just why do you enjoy b-boy and what benefits has it given you i think it's a well it's like it's very philosophical right but then like just on top of my head i would say like that desire to express in a mm-hmm. sense desire to express yourself or like express or like this kind of room for creativity if that makes sense yeah sure and i feel like that desire is not just pertain to me but it's just like it's like a very humanistic like desire like mm-hmm. desire to be loved and desire to express oneself yeah it's very yeah it's very core kind of a value i guess in a sense yeah sure sure yeah. Um, and do you think that's been carried with you over the past, you know, you started in what, 10th grade. So that's almost 10 years ago, maybe. Right. Yeah. 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 Wait, what do you, what do you mean by carried? So do you think that's something you felt all the way from when you first started that it was just that sense of expressing yourself? Or do you think it was more something you did for recreation or for being cool? (laughs) Hmm. Those things evolve over time, you know. Yeah, over the past yeah. ten years. Yeah, I mean, I, it'd be great if you did it all, for the entire time for expressing. But I feel like as you get more into a hobby, sometimes you end up taking on that's more expressive because then you're it's more of a part of you, you know. So, mm, let's see. Definitely, when I started off these things, I think it was definitely more of a superficial reason because, like. It's glorious, right? Like watching from outside, like watching amazing singers or like these great, like meticulous performances, you know, it's very just glorious and the very like awe striking kind of a thing. But then once you get into it, um, yeah, I think I just, well, I st- at least first of all, for b-boying or like breakdancing and that basically relates to hip hop, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the culture of the hip hop was very. I thought it was. <laughs> this reminds me of Alex trying to 
relate Naruto's and all these things. Like I can, like, <laughs> I can give you like, I can always, I can relate all these anime to like Bible. You name it. Like, you know, <laughs> so I feel like I'm doing that too right now. But, um, yeah, like hip hop is. I feel like the aspect of love hmm. is what driven what drives the community, which hmm. I found very parallel to like the gospel because like the motto is like each one teach one and you know yeah like the breakdancing it kind of looks a little aggressive or not or all these things but then the core of it is always love for the community love for the dance and respect for the others mm-hmm. you know and and expressing as you said yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and 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 through that yeah community building community right you know so so what what do you like most about the community it seems like it's really tight-knit community and yeah mm-hmm. Why, hmm. community um you're saying you know they help teach each other they help build one another up is that something that you find core yeah it's i think the beauty of the community um i personally think it's like it's like complementary and also it leads to a greater level in a sense. Like, because like you can only achieve so much as a one person sure. in a sense, but then by being a community, like you create a movement and you have a bigger influence, right? And you're able to achieve far more than what you can possibly do as a person, mm-hmm. right? So I think that aspect, and I think I've always been, yeah, desiring to, um, strive for community where I can have a certain culture, mm. cultivate a certain culture where yeah, and this was what I was trying to do back in college with my pharmacy group of kids. Sure. It's like I wanted to develop like practices and like culture where we do we outdo one another one another in love, mm. if that makes sense. So it's not like, oh you did this much, so I will do this for you. Not not that, but like and I try to live that at um live that out too. Like I put myself more out there and do more than what I was expected to do in a sense that, you know, it would trigger um, like a chain reaction right. that, uh, oh, like, because they receive that overflow of love, oh, then that's going to deliver to another person, another person. And it's just, it's a very positive, it's very, like, yeah, it's like idealistic, I know, but it creates that positive cycle and it builds up and gets people or the community in like a higher level, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah. Do you have any personal example of that? You of that of that flow from you to someone else, and that someone else, someone else, or has it mostly just been you just tacitly understood that to be the case? Makes me wonder. Um, sorry, I'm like digesting. Um, Angry Joe's. It's yeah, I know. <laughs> it's uh, it's a habit. <laughs> uh, it makes me wonder if that. I think it got influenced by someone. Hmm. Yeah. And I think it kind of relates to one of the questions that you asked, like who was like one influential person in your life. And I did have that one person, well, not one person, but like he was like one of the most influential. Um, His name was Daniel H. Lee. And um, so the story with him and I is that I was a freshman at the time in college. And I failed my one of my biology class, so I was forced retake during the summer. Hmm. But I'm based in Virginia, so 
I have nowhere to stay and I'll have to pay the rent. It's, too, it's, too, it's just too expensive, you know? Mm-hmm. And I started attending this um, church, PEM, like, I think two months in. Like, mm-hmm. I did not know anyone. Like, I just got to that church, basically. Sure. Like, I was just nobody and I don't know anyone. But then, I just gave it a try. Uh, they had a Facebook group. So, I was like, oh, like, is, any, is there any one who can house me for the summer period I'll pay and all that and this guy just like messaged me and he, um, he's like hey you can live mm-hmm. at my place and then you know do blah 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 and then so yeah but then I started living with him um, for like a three or four months and like he was a track star Um, he basically allowed me to live at his track house like his room basically mm-hmm. and I mean it's just like I I did write down like all these things that he did for me because like they were just too many. Sure. So he was an upperclassman, senior when I was a freshman, track runner, and he was um becoming trying to become a physics teacher. Mm-hmm. And uh, see, yeah, he allowed me to live in his track house for free. Like he insisted. For free. Wow. I know, and I was like, and like you know, I had to insist like, hey, like let me at least pay like two hundred. Yeah. Like usually it goes at least over like five hundred or six hundred. Like just per room, you know, sure. back in Jersey at the time. But then like, yeah, he's so gracious. And then um, he let me drive his car with and wow. without him. Yeah. And when I just got licensed too, I don't know where that boldness and audacity and this, that trust comes from, right? Mm-hmm. And like, it's not like I knew him, you know, and he took care of me. And also like, it's not like he did his own thing and kind of like, oh, you do your own thing. But he always kept me in loop with the church and just, you know, in the social setting. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. And ba- basically because I lived with him and all that and because he kept taking care of me and kept looping me into all these things, I became kind of like that one plus one addition mm-hmm. to wherever he went. So, like, I get to see his life, like, inside out. Not just superficial, but, like, what he does, like, when he's, you know, has free time. I don't know, it's, like, inside sure. out. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, he was just a living... Um, example of um, humility, dedication, like mature love, and like he's always dedicated um, in becoming the background. Like because like that church, uh, Pem at the time was very relatively like young church, like EM, in need of a lot of people and help and all that. But then, like he was, I would say like one of the core pillar, basically. Like it, like the church doesn't run without him. But the thing is, like, he instead is like he was so dedicated of becoming a background. Like nobody at my age group or like just most people at that church, they don't know him. That's the thing. Yeah, and it's just funny. Like whenever there's a problem, oh, there's a problem with the mic, or oh, there's a problem with this electricity, blah blah blah. He's the guy. He just jumps in. He troubleshoots everything. Like, like he's a, he's basically like a renaissance man, right? Like right. he can yeah. do anything. Yeah, <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, like, he, yeah, he just really showed me what a Christly love would look like. Hmm. Not just, not with words, but throughout his lifestyle and his actions. And I had a privilege of just being with him, like, almost, like, 24-7, like, for that three months. And I just, I just get to see clearly. I was like, wow, like, this is inspiring, you know? So, I think a lot um, rooted off from that. Um, of his influence yeah sure so how do you think his influence influenced how you 
act and relate to people now? Do you think it's made specific jumps for you in terms of your own personality, in terms of your own wants and needs? Um, definitely it grew my desire to be more like a background because, you know, back in like freshman in college or even like high school, like you want to stand out, like you want to be the cool kids and all that stuff. Right. But then he was just so willingly, um, he was willing to become a background and like, he didn't want recognition. He didn't want fame. He didn't want any kind of those, like he didn't deal with that, you know? And it's just really cool to see like that he like at that age it's like it's kind of it's a count it's countercultural right sure. and i found it very fascinating so mm -hmm. that's definitely one of them and also i don't know if, i don't know how i don't know the word here but then in korean they have a word called neri sarang mm -hmm. which means neri means like downward sarang is love so it's not like when he provides all these love and care for me he didn't he doesn't expect me to return that love, but he wants me to mm. send it down to the next generation. Mm. And that's what he kind of really tried to live on. And, and that just seemed very natural because that's, um, that's like his style of love and everything. Like it rubbed off on sure, me. So, sure. yeah. So did you, were you able to express your appreciation for him maybe at the time or even going forward after that? Um, um, yeah, it's, Barely, no, not really. Like at the time, I was just way too young. Like it's not like I had any financial like ability or anything like that. I mean, I did try to express my best at the time. Mm -hmm. And you know, the thing is, um, after graduating pharmacy, I really wanted to visit him, and then like just instead of like, I know I'm very, I can be very grandiose with the, all these words and stuff like that but I would rather just go and show up with like some kind of presence or like some kind of action and I feel like that always means more so I have always have dreamed about doing that after mm -hmm. graduating college but then as the graduation approached like my personal circumstances my financial situation everything just got rough and then I graduated in the COVID year right when the COVID oh, peaked right. mm -hmm. forced to be isolated for like a good year or so so I didn't get a chance to go, you know, as an older, as I'm old now and sure. older now that, you know, I wanted to really thank him personally and right. say like, hey, like, this is how you made me to be. Like, I'm so grateful uh, you have shaped me as who I am now. Didn't get a chance yet. So I'm still at the back of my heart, uh, mind right now. Yeah. Right. I want to eventually do that. Yeah. Because kind of, I see you now as very... um uh what's, what's the word uh, uh you will you're a doer like you'll go and do that right so i mm -hmm. feel like that if the you now were back then and before, without COVID and all that you probably would have gone and you know shown your appreciation so i hope you're able to close that book and at some point maybe not even this year or next year but mm -hmm. sometime not down the line because it does seem like he made a he played a big influence in your life up to this point um so going back to your, your college time right you said you're a pharmacy graduate right um, is that something you still do to this day? I, I looked at your LinkedIn briefly. I saw you're into copywriting right now. Um, I'm trying to use current position as a leverage to get in. I, I do want to eventually get into like pharmaceutical industry because like right now it's just, yeah, it's just more like 
So my company right now is like a healthcare advertisement agency. And yeah, my job is right now more pertain to like just copywriting, not not so much medical stuff. But I'm trying to build up an experience where I could jump up to this position as like a medical writer so I can get more and more like medical knowledge involved. Like I would mm. like to execute that and like exercise that. Yeah. Sure. That makes sense. Uh, what is a copyright actually? I actually have no idea. <laughs> to be honest, I'm still learning because okay, we're all learning. They're, they deal with basically just like copies, basically like just writings. Um, you come up with these um, convincing or like mm. stimulating these writing for to convince the patients or the doctors, you know. And it's, it basically depends on the needs of the stakeholder and the client. But you want to create some kind of like um, brochures, like you know, like in medical fields, you, like you create brochures, websites, or whatever that kind of promotes, hey, you want to use these drugs because this is really good for your patients, you know, like sure, that kind of sure. stuff. Yeah, makes sense. So, can you talk briefly about your pharmacy experiences? So, you graduated in what, 2020? Mm-hmm. And then what's been going on since then? Mm, two years. Um, three years, technically. Three years, actually. <laughs> um, I feel... I mean, because this is a podcast, I uh, there is a limit of how much I can share because sure. it's not just my experiences or like what I go through, but it inevitably, like yeah, mm-hmm. um, involves yeah mm-hmm. people. But basically, two years, it's just straightforward. I failed the board exams and law exams, um, total six times. Yeah, six times three each over the mm-hmm. course of two years. Yeah. So, and like, you know, each exam lo- um, along with the cost, like it takes a decent amount of time to study, right? So, yeah. So that's what I've been through. So I would, I could just basically say like, I've been through just multiples of, multiples of failures, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Which I wasn't expecting myself to. And that's what my, what, my family was expecting to so it was it was definitely a rough time yeah and also just period of isolation sure. um have willingly have unwillingly because of covid right so yeah what what do your next steps look like oh, from now on yeah mm. my next step To be honest, um, just being faithful at where I'm at, um, I think there's always a struggle of, um, like having trying to have control over your life and all that stuff too. Like I'm because like I'm like strong J, like mm. I want things certain things planned out, but then life has life has taught me that that's, or at least in my own life, it never turned out that way. So. Um, just taking it day by day, yeah, and just trying to build, yeah. Actually, yeah. Now that you say uh, talk about it, just trying to rebuild a good habit, hmm. yeah, one by one, yeah. Like sleeping at a certain time and making sure, like, I work. I have these like all these very small routines that I've been trying to build up. Like, it's um, 
I started like intermittent fasting. So、mm. that, and then in the morning, as I wake up, I make sure to drink water, and then after that, I make sure to drink、um, lemon water, and then after that,、um, if it's not the past my eating time, then I would take like coffee, like you know, like these、sure. small promises that、uh, I try to keep it day by day and just build up those、um, incrementally. You know,、mm-hmm. these, these habits basically. So against your natural judgment, you're trying to take it more step by step, day by day. Yeah, is that is that a unique kind of like now thing you have to do versus your past history, or do you think that's just kind of been your your routine for the past while now? Um, I've always I've always had routines, but、mm-hmm. it just now is in a different shape and form. But yeah, back in college too, I always had these specific routines. I would like at this time I do this, like you know. Like for example, let me think. Um, junior, not junior, yeah. Um, third year in college. Um, that was P one year for me. I had some crazy schedules though, actually. Like because my classes were all back to back at the time, so it was、mm. from like eight thirty to three p.m. or it's almost yeah.、Oh, wow. Like, They're like four. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that's just how the pharmacy、learning. school. Yep. Yeah. But then because, you know, like sitting through. That same like usually same classes or like same what is a building and you're there from like eight to three so how many hours is that like seven hours basically、mm-hmm. constantly engaged in like studying and try to absorb like lectures and all that stuff like after after that everyone's like it's only natural to say、oh, I'm gonna take a nap、mm-hmm. and you know and then after that you probably have to start studying preparing exam like do homework and stuff like that but I've always really wanted to keep up with like my what is it. Um, exercises like workouts and stuff like that, and also just like Bible reading and stuff like that. So what I did, and yeah, just like what I did was wake up around five and start. Yeah, yeah. Wake up around five. Um, start cooking egg and egg and rice.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that used to be my main meal: egg and rice. Um, <laughs> with soy sauce. This is literally this is a very cost effective. Yeah, eat it right away, and then as I'm eating right away, like I do the Bible study. Basically for like thirty minutes or so, and then I would、um, pray for like thirty minutes, and then those after doing all these、um, eating and、um, devotion time and prayer time, then it should lead me up to like seven,、hmm. and that's when the gym opens. So I go to gym, and、um, and it ends at eight, and then the class is like around eight thirty or something, right? So I come back. I'm forty, yeah, eight forty-five or something. So I come back, like take shower in like ten minutes, and then just burst out, and then go go to class and just go through that, and then that basically was my daily routine, yeah. And then take the classes, and after that, you know, um, what is it? Transcribe and do all these things, and you know, just like literally from five to eleven or ten thirty, constantly engaged, and then just pass out, do the same thing, like. Yeah, that was like a whole semester, basically. Wow, you love routines. <laughs>、uh, what? Sorry, what? So I, I, I can see you're at a very interesting crossroads in your life right now. I'm sure you probably didn't expect you to be over here right now, right? What do you think is keeping you going from right now, giving you that motivation to keep going forward?、Um, I'm sure it's it's tough to see all these setbacks in your life, right? But、um, from what I see, you're making forward progress, right? You're not. Regressing back to mur- more murky and murky deaths, right?、Um, so, what what do you think is that that drive? So, I guess the question is like, 
what kind of drove me at the time like to live like that. Sure. And continues to drive you now. Or actually, I'd say more so, not back then, more so since graduation up to this point. Um, Definitely family because I feel like I owe them a lot, you know. I mean, but it's not like they love me in expectancy of like return. But, you know, as a first son and I know my family sacrificed a lot to come here, you know, as a Korean American immigrants, right? I do want to reciprocate that because like I don't think I can live with like that guilt if I weren't able to provide that. Um, and then I definitely have been thinking about that question a lot to myself. Like I'm going through right now too. But one of the thing is I am very accomplishment oriented. Like I try to always strive to improve somewhat. And to be honest, that could be related to my insecurity, you know, or like some kind of lack of things that I had in childhood probably because like, I'm always feeling inadequate or I like not enough that, that that idea of not enough I need to like I could do better I could do better or there's a room for improvement I could get better at this this area that area you know that kind of stuff mm-hmm. yeah and you know, the funny thing is so my mom went to um, Korea two months ago um, to get like surgeries and like dental treatments and stuff like that because her health is like a little like um, not not the best right after she left like for a day or two I felt depressed I felt very lethargic and like hmm. waning and I was like is this like depression again or like or is this like was I just tired like what is this but then I believe it was a sense of that subject of my devotion because the subject of my devotion was gone. I momentarily felt purposeless. Mm. So I think I placed a lot of weight in devoting my hours or love or care for someone or something basically. So yeah, that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Do you, you foresee that to continue going forward or do you want to kind of, you know, be more, I get almost independent, I would say. Um, and cause it seems like it's not that the expectations are weighty on you or anything, but, um, you know, you, you talk about that self-expression, right? Do you want to kind of move from an achievement based kind of life? So not, not saying that you're doing it for the achievements, but to a more, yeah, self-expressive lifestyle, I guess. That's a good question. Um, yes, eventually. But at the moment, I feel like there is always great amount of need for my family because, I mean, the past 10 years or so, like, my dad has been always been in Korea. So, like, I was kind of forced to be, like, the dad figure or, like, kind of help out my mom in a sense. And, you know, now, because my parent, my mom devoted so much of her health and everything like she's very weak, she's very frail now, and she is in need of a lot of just daily like she sprains her back like or like not break um 
and she hurts her back like so often. Like it's like it's kind of painful to watch sometimes. But then you know when um yeah when she goes through that um injury, then like who's there to help her out to like prep a meal or like grab like grab her to walk? I don't know, just like through the stairs. You know, like they're just I just see so much need currently. So. Not for now, but eventually. Yeah. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, we're still young too, right? So mm-hmm. hopefully well, those those years will come. I want to close it off here, but I want to say thank, thanks so much for sharing. I, I think it's, it's been tough to, you know, probably to get that off your chest. But um, I, yeah, I, I really appreciate the bravery and the courage and to talk about all that stuff. And um, yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Talk to you guys later. Yeah.